0: All right, here we go. Take three. The musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy out there. Kind of jumping across the spectrum today on topics from very light, not serious, to very serious. And so just want to give you that heads up and what to expect for the episode today. Not a fan of the NFL. We'll start with that. Uh, But I do kind of follow certain players that um have associations with either Iowa State, University of Alabama and then occasionally the the University of Iowa so but more so the the first two there especially um the ones that are you know having a, a really good a really good year and Brock Purdy's one of them but what what makes what makes Brock interesting is that a to me i guess and obviously the first, you know he's the last man picked in the draft so last, last player picked in the draft so he's you know Mr. Irrelevant, as everybody already knows and has known um but you know, in addition, he, he you know had that uh, elbow surgery, so he he came back from that. But I think for for me, the added element is is that I've had the opportunity to watch him play in college, uh, and I remember that you know even when he first first showed up on this this scene up at Iowa State was that you know they had kind of made a big deal how he had um picked Iowa State over at some other programs other big programs and to me I felt like that he he knew or kind of felt like you know he wasn't going to be able to compete for the starting position at those other Schools, especially the elite SEC, one of the elite SEC schools that was after him, and you know, some people had taken it that, well, you know, he had turned them down for that. No, he necessarily no. It's not the case that that he just knew that he probably could have a better chance of starting at Iowa State, which is absolutely true. Versus that school, and and you can't blame him for that either. But I can't help but wonder, you know, what would have happened if he would have went there and had the proper coaching? Because here's here's the thing. From to me, the Brock that's playing right now for the Forty ers is not wholly the same one that played for Iowa State when he was in in, in college. No doubt he was a good player, but he made. What I would consider mental mistakes, like he would make, he would th- he would make throws. He would try to pass the ball in into double coverage and, and maybe sometimes triple coverage, um, and result in either incomplete or an interception. So he just made poor decisions. That's what I'm trying to say. He made poor decisions many times when he was throwing the ball, and I felt like that that kind of um, was kind of a knock on him. And I was very critical of him because of that. I didn't feel like that he was the quarterback that he could be uh, if he made better decisions and, and felt like many times he had hurt the team. Um, but one one positive that, that somebody else had pointed out was is like, well, but he, it, it never bothered him. He never got down on himself about it. He didn't, you know, he went on and played the next play. And many times, you know, he did come back. And, and after making some of them, them, them uh, poor choices – um, came back and still was able to do well and and win the game ultimately win the game and and so you you got to give him the props for that but you know i again I felt like that he wasn 't a guy that really left up you know lived up to his expectation maybe or the potential that he could be um, or the hype that was kind of surrounding him fast forward now he 's in in the pros and the guy has done very well and uh seen some things recently, some people, you know, taking some shots at him saying, well, you know, he's not, you know, if he was on another team, um, you know, he's not the, he's the weakest link of that team, blah, blah, blah. And, and And I don't buy that. I don't believe that. And it's not from the aspect of, I think, of rose-colored glasses that I'm having this overly optimistic view of him. I Again, I've been very, um, been critical of him and his play and really doubted him when he went into into the pros because of that. Like I felt, again, like that would be the knock on him going forward is that, you know, he just not, he doesn't make good decisions and, and, and going to the pros and it's faster, it's going to be even harder for him and, and so therefore he's just not going to do well. And that's been the opposite. He has done well. And he's put in the extra time, extra work. He's he's hired um, a quarterback guru, I guess you can call uh, call it, and he worked with him. And then also I think it's just the system he, he's worked in. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, is, is, I think, is a great uh, offensive coordinator. He's a great uh, quarterback coach, and I think they've done a good job of working with him. And I think the coaching, his success is the coaching. And I think... That's what makes him better now, yeah, if he's in another program, he might not do as well because of because of the coaching that he's received, and now, maybe now that he's been coached up that he could go somewhere else and have some success, but I don't think it's the knocks on him not having the ability. I think he's just as good a quarterback as 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 pretty much everybody else in the in the league um you know it might be um uh, let's just say I, again, they're not watching a lot of it. Let's just say there's ten other. He's top ten, okay? To say even then he's the top ten is is to me is is a compliment for sure, and maybe even higher. But to say that to be disparaging toward him about this, and to say that he's not that that great because it's you know that's everybody else around him, I I don't buy that. I mean, he again, he makes the plays, he makes right decisions, um, he's more than a game manager um, he, he does well. He, he's, he's coachable. That's the other thing is that he's very coachable. And to me, I think that is a key also, especially for a young guy, you know, coming into the league and for him to hold his own and and do well, I, I think is huge. And I, and I feel the same way, um, about I th- I think some about Jalen Hurts out in Philly. I think that again, a good system, a good coaching system. Yeah, you gotta have, you know, a offensive line. Um, they you know, and, and they've got an experience very well put together offensive line. And same thing with, with Brock there is, is having a good offensive line, good receivers. Other teams I think have talent too. I mean, you can't tell me that um Other teams don't have the talent because that you wouldn't be talented if you weren't you know if you wouldn't be in the pros if you weren't talented right i mean there's a lot of wide receivers um throughout the league that are that are good um and so i think it's it's about the the system the offense it's it's about uh, the quarterback and being able to uh execute the plays read defenses and all those things. So, I I guess it's you know is he going to be a hall of famer? Time will tell. Is he going to be you know in the league for a long time? Probably, possibly. But for me, again, even if he has a a five-year career, if he's got a five-year career, and and he's successful at start as a starting quarterback, okay if he's a starting quarterback for five years, I think that you, you can't say that he wasn't a success, that you can't say that, you know, he wasn't a good quarterback. You know, especially with, uh, you know, young guys, you know, always coming in. Um, granted, he he could still have arm issues. He could still get hurt or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But barring that, I, I I think that you know he he could have a very good career, and and kudos to him for doing what it takes to to um, you know go from a basically somebody just you know taking a chance, a flyer on you, and making the most of it, and and being successful. So kudos to him and congratulations. Uh, and, uh, again, hopefully has a, a long, successful career there in San Fran. Our friends, I guess I call them friends, but they may not feel the same way. But, nonetheless, uh, unusual whales, at underscore whales. Uh, this was from 10 9, 2023 50% of young adults... Are living with their parents and at an all an all time high per Morgan Stanley interesting statistic and that's kind of been something that I guess has been in the works for a little while um, if you look at it in you know nineteen forty it was at forty eight percent which I find it to be interesting it drops down to Below thirty percent in 1960, climbs to 32 percent in 1980, climbs to 38 percent in 2000, and then jumps over just over 50 percent there in 2020. It says the uh, the rates of living in a parent's home has not been seen uh, has not been seen since the end of the Great Depression in 1940, which are the rates of it, which makes sense, right, because Of of that, and you saw that, um, but you saw a steady incline though, right? 1960, so it 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 steep drop from 48 percent down to probably 20 25 percent in 1960. So in 20 years, it it drops that um, that huge percentage, and then slowly inclines, which kind of surprising. So, um, and then a steep incline almost. Almost as much from, or about half as much from 2000 to 2020. What does that mean? I, ultimately, I, it hard you know, hard to say really. I mean, I think, I think part of it is, um, I think part of it is you know just the parents not willing to to necessarily uh, assist the 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 kids with uh, cutting the cord. Um, I think just the, I think part of two is just maybe some lack of motivation and and just not, you know, the willingness to, again, encourage them to to get out and and do some things on their own. Um. But it's not always necessarily a bad thing, right? I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there's things like um, illness that play into a. a a part of that too maybe where you know sick parents older parents aging parents that are sick and so they're needing to take care of them so they may move back in um divorce uh, being you know on the study incline too during that time frame uh so maybe that that you know they need to be um you know moving in to try to figure out some things and um you know, work out some of these issues in their life that, they're, that they go through through as a result of a divorce. Um, so there's some financial savings there. Um, you look at what the, the financial crisis there of 2008, 2009. So, you know, people, again, housing issues, being unemployed, you know, again, so there's just so many things that play into that that there are so many small factors that play into that that ends up being a bigger number now, um, and then there's also a small portion of them that are that are actually trying to do something with their lives and they want to cut out some of that unnecessary expense. So they're trying to start a business, they're trying to um, pay down some debt, they're trying to you know get things going, and fo- and so for them it just makes sense to to do that, and and that's fine, I think in most cases, it's fine. I don't think it's that big of an issue. I think when it's the the kid doesn't want to get a job or, um, you know, get a full-time job to, you know, to be a contributing member to society, then that that's when it becomes an issue, right? So they don't want to be, you know, full-time um, adulting as, as, I guess, is a some, some of the, the younger folk use that word as adulting. So they don't want to do that. So therefore, they're just going to stay at home. And then again, their parents allow that. They're, you know, um, they're contributing to that. And so they're just, you know, I think, again, if, if they're going to be at home and they're trying to get on their feet or trying to make some kind of direction, I think that it's important that they pay rent, um, have some skin in the game, right? Have some, something invested in that. So um, pay rent. For you know, pay you don't have to pay necessarily a, a full rate, but pay some kind of rent, a reasonable amount of money, um, to kind of keep you in the system of, uh, you know, having some expenses, having some responsibility. Um, don't be a, you know, don't be that freeloader, and some some motivation to go out and find, you know, that full time, sustaining job instead of working just four hours at a quickie mart, right, or two hours, or whatever that six hours, whatever that is. So there's there's a lot of factors reading into it. It's a good it's a good just a uh, I guess eye catcher for a, a, a statistic, um, but there's no doubt that there it is. You know, a little bit alarming that it has been on the increase so much, and will it get higher than that? You know, we don't know. I think if we see another financial crisis or another financial hardships for folks, yeah, I think it will. I think you will see that number go up. Um, I think, uh, you know, the with boomers too, um, kind of getting into that age, I think you're going to see that up there too. Le- maybe less opportunities. Uh, maybe it's more cost-effective for somebody or just more of a, an emotional Support system for them to to stay at home, and then so you move the you know the 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 children or the kids move in with them and take care of mom and dad, or help take care of their mom and dad. So I I I think on basis, yeah, it's kind of concerning and maybe it's a little bit scary, but I guess you have to look at the breakdown of it and specifically where those numbers lie. All right, for the heavy part, for the serious stuff. So unless you are living under a rock, um, hiding someplace in the sand or the dirt or whatever, um, you know that there is a situation over in the Middle East. I think there has been a lot of stuff that has been, there's been some things that have said around the idea of, well, you know, the old stay in your lane, unless you're an expert on it, keep your mouth shut, you have no right to talk about it, you know, on and on and on. 100% disagree with that. Um, most of the time, those those that are the so-called experts still have some kind of ulterior motive for their thinking or some something shaping their thought and their opinions. So how is that different than anybody else that's having an opinion about it, whether or not you agree with it? Now, a... I think the idea of being in supportive of terroristic actions is definitely wrong. I think there is where the line can be crossed. But other than that, I think that, well, that and also the anti- Israeli, I guess a a, you know um, attitude or comments or whatever. It's funny that the people that want to raise the flag on the idea of um, anti-Semitism are and use it. Just, however, is the ones that are typically going to be or have been the ones at times that are there will be also come out and saying things that are against Israel. And so, for people to throw that term around um, loosely and just in broad strokes to me lessens the power of lessens the true meaning of those that are actually anti-Israel. And to me, that is not doing that any justice. And just like any other time when people use that for racial comments or um, people being um, sexually abused, To me, when those terms are just thrown around loosely like that, it it um, it cheapens and it makes it less effective. There is a true true belief out there in the world of people that are anti-Israel. There are people that are obviously also anti-American, but to me, I think that personally that and. There's more of an issue with people that are anti-Israel because there is a biblical connection. Israel as, in, in going back into Bible times, is um, God's chosen people, right? So looking at it from that standpoint of a biblical Point of view, you do not want to be on the opposite side of that, right? You don't want to be the one that is against Israel, anti Israel. And I think, again, that people don't take it serious, that they don't understand the implications of. Th- Of being that way and again some people it's rooted in their culture it's rooted in their society for thousands and thousands and thousands of years again going back to bible times and again that's a little bit different um that's separate and we have to also then separate that from the groups that are terroristic in nature but in the same and though they the ones that are anti israeli are the ones that are cheering this on because of because of them israel people from israel being killed and for one i've become and like i've mentioned before developed into being anti war I think it's, you know, I think it's it's ridiculous. I think it's just a waste of time for us to send our young men, and, and now women, but young men to into battle to die for causes that are not our own. I don't believe that we need to be the world police. But on the on on the flip side of that Israel is one of our strongest allies in the Middle East and when you have that situation then you know how do how do we get involved uh, because that's not really our battle this is this is a conflict um between Israel and a terrorist group. And so I think that it is important that we are supportive, but I think we just don't have the, the military involvement there because of that, because it, it is um, not our situation to be stepping into. But it is concerning for those, and again, a reason why we shouldn't be involved in helping out financially or any way any country that is anti-American. Anytime that they are chanting death to America, that's a problem. And we should have no interaction with them at any kind, of any kind at any time but again i caution though anybody also that is anti israel it is a very dangerous ground to be on i also think that Anybody who's saying that this is anything other than this conflict is is a blasphemer and, and they are not speaking of the truth. I think this is a situation, again, that's been around this conflict, this, this hatred from this terroristic group towards Israel has been around for A long time, and a lot of people taking advantage and supporting it because they're doing the things that they would rather that they would want to be able to do, or that they would like to do. That, and so therefore, they're going to support that in their way. Again, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying healthy, staying safe out there. That's all I've got for this episode. Until next time.